All right, before I start the show, I want to tell you about our sponsor, MetPro. Last spring, you might remember that I did an episode with MetPro's founder, Angelo Poli, about how his company has helped thousands of people understand their bodies better through metabolism tracking. Well, MetPro just launched a brand new tool that lets you see the same science and tailored strategy that their experts use. So you can start tracking, analyzing, and learning what your metabolism responds to best. Now, my listeners get up to one month for free when you sign up, so head to metpro.co slash getfitguy to learn more. Welcome to the Get Fit Guys 500th episode to get moving and shape up. My name is Brock Armstrong, and I'm the Get Fit Guy. Back in August of 2010, the OG Get Fit Guy named Ben Greenfield wrote an article called Which Exercise Machine Burns the Most Calories? And even back then, the takeaway tips were probably not what the audience was expecting. The answers rarely, actually I'd go as far as to say never, are as clear-cut as do X, Y, and Z and you will be fit. (laughs) Instead, in the pursuit of cutting through the hype and the fads, The advice in that very first episode was, So if you always walk, try switching to cycling or using the elliptical. Or if you always run, try the rowing machine. Keep throwing those cardio curveballs at the body. And of course, most importantly, have fun when you're exercising. So although the Get Fit Guy host has changed to yours truly, the messaging hasn't. If you're not challenging your body, pushing your own boundaries, and, most importantly, having fun while doing it, you're missing a large part of getting and remaining fit. With that in mind, let's celebrate the fact that this episode right here that you're listening to right now is the 500th episode of the Get Fit Guy podcast and dive into the top 10 most popular Get Fit Guy articles and their potentially unexpected takeaway messages. All right, let's start with number one. Does body pump work? The science behind the workout. Now, this surprisingly popular low-weight, high-rep resistance workout claims to have science in its corner. But, as we found out in that podcast episode, those claims don't exactly hold up to independent research. After going through the science, I concluded that if you enjoy it, and if attending a body pump class is the one thing that gets you to move your body more, more often, then I think it's fine to do a class once every 7 to 10 days, let's say. But my concern is that doing a workout as repetitive as this one, I mean, some of the classes include more than 800 reps, well, it could cause overuse issues. Plus, as the science showed, even the participants who were doing body pump twice per week for 12 full weeks, well, they barely saw any meaningful results. So all of the evidence that I found and experienced led me to conclude that if I had a rating scale for the risk of injury from too much too soon with a dash of too repetitive, well, body pump might just bump CrossFit out of the top position. I mean... 800 reps. It's just too many. All right, let's move on to number two on our top 10 list, and that episode was weights versus cardio. Keep them separate or combine. Now, when you're trying to get or remain generally fit, 
It can help to do a combination of endurance and resistance training, but that's not always optimal for your specific fitness goals. And choosing which you should do first is, well, often a matter of determining what those specific fitness goals are. The main goal of the listener who suggested this topic was to be a better runner. Now, in research, I found that she could combine her strength work with some short cardio without jeopardizing her running performance, as long as she was getting dedicated run training done on her non-lifting days. But then, if her focus had been on building strength, well, she should stick to doing her resistance training as a separate workout. And if she was training for endurance, she would be better off focusing on high-quality cardio workout that isn't interrupted by strength training. And finally, if her focus had been pure fat loss, let's say, then she could definitely consider combining weightlifting and cardio into one workout. But, okay, in the end, without splitting too many hairs... The real takeaway from this whole topic is that getting hung up on the relatively small difference between these styles of workouts really only matters if you're a very serious athlete or competitor. For the majority of us fitness mortals, the advice of don't let perfect be the enemy of good stands true. Now let's move on to number three on our list, and that is body fat, how to use it and lose it. In this close look at body fat, we discussed where body fat comes from, why we need it, what the best ways to burn it off are, and where the fat you burn actually goes. Now, in a nutshell, body fat, or adipocytes, adipo meaning fat and site meaning cells, is found in many places around the human body, mostly underneath your skin as a substance we call subcutaneous fat. Now, there are also some on top of your kidneys, inside your liver, and a small amount in your muscle tissue as well. We call that visceral fat. And sure, that's all good to know, but it isn't all that exciting as far as information goes. But in this article and podcast episode, I explained something that was actually exciting and interesting in a scientific way. Studies have calculated that the lungs are the primary excretory organ for fat. Okay, let's say you lose 22 pounds or 10 kilograms of body fat. 20 pounds or 9.4 kilograms would be released as carbon dioxide or CO2 when you breathe. The remainder would become water that's excreted in our urine, our sweat, or hopefully not our tears. So, you know what? All that hot yoga, it turns out, is not burning as much body fat as we had hoped. You're actually better off breathing heavily than sweating heavily. And breathing heavily, well, is something I don't advocate doing in a hot room full of people wearing tight pants. Just saying. Number four on our list of the top ten articles and podcast episodes is... 8 Barbell Complex Tips to Build Strength and Muscle Mass Now, I am a fan of barbell complexes because this type of training not only benefits your overall muscle mass, but it pushes the limits of your endurance, your coordination, your mobility, your athleticism, your memory, and your general health. A barbell complex is a series of movements done back-to-back using a barbell, A set number of repetitions, or reps, is completed for each movement before shifting immediately into the next movement. What makes a barbell complex unique, difficult, and effective is that the weights never leave your hands until the entire series is complete. 
Now, one of the biggest reasons people like me include barbell complexes in their workout regimen is that they're a great way to include some cardiovascular exercise or cardio in your training program without the need to do traditional cardio like running, cycling, or even aerobics. Cardio is something most weightlifters and bodybuilders see as something to be avoided, but complexes allow you to raise your heart rate, get out of breath, do a series of movements that lasts a few minutes each, and throw some heavy weights around all at the same time. And the fifth article and podcast episode on our list is why pre-workout static stretching is actually dangerous. Now, static stretching is a stretch that is held in a mostly still position for a few seconds at a time. And back when I was in grade school, wearing that iconic 1980s gym class outfit, you know the one, we were programmed to believe we absolutely had to stretch our muscles before exerting them if we wanted to avoid things like the dreaded groin pull. Now these days, there are many studies that caution us away from static stretching before workouts. According to this research, not only does our performance suffer in the form of less strength, less speed, and less power, but static stretching also does not protect us against injuries, and yes, even the dreaded groin pull. So what do I suggest instead? Dynamic stretching is a much more preferred method of preparing the body for activity. Dynamic stretching is an active version of stretching where you move your body through an increasingly larger range of motion. And you can find out a lot more about that by going to getfitguy.quickanddirtytips.com and I'll have links to every single one of these articles and podcast episodes. Before I go on, I want to tell you about our sponsor, MetPro. Last spring, I did an episode with MetPro's founder, Angelo Poli, all about metabolism. And his company, MetPro, continues to help thousands of people transform their bodies by hacking their metabolism through concierge coaching. Now, I spent a couple of months actually using MetPro a while ago, and it was a really cool experience, I have to say. MetPro is doing some really interesting and innovative work to help you better understand your body so you can get the results you want. And MetPro actually just launched a brand new tool that lets you see the same science and the tailored strategy that their experts are using. And you know what? It's not a food logging tool or a workout app for that matter. The MetPro app actually allows you to start tracking, analyzing, and learning what your metabolism responds to using science. And my listeners get up to one month for free when you sign up if you head to metpro.co slash getfitguy to take advantage of this opportunity. That's metpro.co slash getfitguy for up to one month for free. Now, number six on our list is the importance of forearm strength and how to build it. Now, this was a topic that landed on my plate after a conversation with my chiropractor about how many people he treated per day due to yoga injuries. Now, it turns out this supposedly gentle activity can be pretty rough on your forearms if you haven't prepared yourself correctly. Now, part of the issue is what can be referred to as the weakest link in the kinetic chain. Now, this basically means that when you have weak or underdeveloped forearms or wrists, those muscles may be the first group to tire out when you're doing something like chin-ups or rowing. 
That means you'll never seriously task the actual pulling muscles during the workout because your forearms, well, they give out too quickly. But it doesn't stop there. The forearm muscles help you grip everything from your school bag to a doorknob to a barbell, from a kettlebell to a pet, to an awkward piece of furniture we have to move to vacuum behind. So having forearm and grip strength means you can do yoga safely instead of ending up in your chiropractor's office and also have the independence to pick up heavy things and move them around on your own. And number seven on our list is an article called Heart Rate Variability, or HRV, What Is It and How to Improve It? Now, after researchers at Harvard University said that measuring your heart rate variability is, and I quote, a visual insight into the most primitive part of your brain, well, I did a deep look into how we fit folks could use this insight to our advantage. Now, the problem is, although most serious athletes know getting enough rest after exercise is essential to high performance, well, many of us overtrain and feel guilty or lazy when we take a day off of exercising. Now, wouldn't it be amazing if there was a measurement we could take each morning that would let us know if we should rest or rock? Well, that's the promise of HRV. Even beyond our athletic endeavors, research has shown a relationship between low HRV and states like depression and anxiety. A low HRV has been associated with an increased risk of death and cardiovascular disease, where people who have high HRV may have greater cardiovascular fitness and show more resilience to stress. So this really is an evolving field that is worth keeping an eye on. And number eight on our list is, can you tighten loose skin after weight loss? Now, this is a contentious topic, to say the least. Sure, if your loose skin is causing you pain or discomfort, or if you're getting chafing during an activity, well, you may want to do something about it. And that something could range from wearing compression garments to a more drastic fix like surgery. But if your loose skin isn't causing pain or injury, I urge you to not let the stigma of loose skin stop you from living your best life. I believe that focusing on your loose skin instead of celebrating all the good that you've done for your health and your well-being, well, that would be a shame. Now, that said, there are still some simple steps in this article that you can find at getfitguy.quickanddirtytips.com that you can take to give your skin a, a little help in snapping back. And number nine is, which is best, machines, free weights, or body weight? Now, here we are at another question that does not have a clear-cut answer because each one of these methods can serve a useful purpose. There are pros and cons to all three. For instance, dumbbells can be inexpensive and somewhat portable, and having a set at home in your living room, near your TV, or in your office, like under your desk, can make it easy to quickly grab them when the mood strikes you. A machine, on the other hand, will allow you to lift heavier weights than you might otherwise be able to, and it also helps you target specific muscle groups. When you use your own body weight, you engage more muscles while you stabilize yourself along with the weight that you're lifting, and this creates a more functional type of fitness. And by functional, I mean the type of fitness that helps you in your everyday movement. 
So I concluded this podcast episode by urging you to remember that the type of strength training you choose should always be based on your current fitness level, your goals, and what you enjoy. And here's an important point. Exercise should not feel like medicine that you have to endure to be healthy. It should also be fun. And number 10 on this list of the most popular podcast episodes and articles is an episode called Six Ways to Increase Testosterone with Exercise. Now, beyond helping you have a nice body, testosterone is crucial to good health. Low levels of testosterone in both men and women can lead to a number of health conditions, including increased risk of depression, low sex drive, obesity, and osteoporosis. Now, men with low testosterone tend to have higher rates of heart disease, depression, and even dementia. Women with low testosterone can lose muscle mass more rapidly and gain weight more easily. You can check out the full article, and I encourage you to do so, for some specific workouts to boost testosterone, but before you get too carried away trying to craft the perfect testosterone-boosting exercise plan, remember that simply getting regular exercise and movement into your day is one of the true keys to overall health and well-being, including boosting your serum testosterone. All right, before I wrap up, what kind of celebration would this be if I didn't include some sort of celebratory workout? So, to celebrate this 500th episode, join me in this 5-0-0 workout. And by that I mean 5 is how many reps you're going to do of the 5 key movements, and that includes push-ups, pull-ups, squats, planks, and twists. Then the 0 is an isometric hold that you'll do for 5 seconds. And the second zero is a rest for 50 seconds. Get it? Okay, the workout goes like this. Do five push-ups, then hold yourself just off the floor isometrically for five seconds. Then take a 50-second rest. Then do five pull-ups, and then hold your chin at the bar for five seconds, and then take a 50-second rest. Then do five squats, and then hold the lowest squat that you can for five seconds. Then rest for 50 seconds. Then do five plank taps on each foot, then hold in plank position for five seconds, and then take a 50-second rest. Then do five Russian twists, then hold in the middle position, which is sort of like doing boat pose in yoga, for five seconds. Then take a 50-second rest and then go back to the beginning and do this all again to a total of five sets. Pretty fun, right? So there you have it. The top 10 topics from the first 500 Get Fit Guy episodes, and I can't wait to bring you at least 500 more. Remember, there are another 490 podcast episodes and nearly as many blog posts in the Get Fit Guy archive. So if you have specific fitness or movement questions, search the Quick and Dirty Tips website to see if I've already covered it. And if you don't find what you're looking for, send me an email or leave me a voicemail and I'll consider it for the future. And all that information and the links to do all of that can be found at getfitguy.quickanddirtytips.com. 
Now, before I let you go, I want to let you know about a webinar that myself and Monica Reinagel, also known as the Nutrition Diva, will be doing on September 2nd at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, and it's all about how to stave off midlife weight gain. We're going to give you some very specific tips for nutrition and for fitness, specifically for those of you over 40. And you can register for that workshop by going to wayless.life slash midlife. That's wayless.life slash midlife to register for this midlife weight gain extravaganza. Now, my name is Brock Armstrong, and I'm the Get Fit Guy, asking you, what are you waiting for? Go and try that 500 workout I just gave you. It's pretty fun. 